Welcome back to another episode of My Memorable Games, where club members, coaches and players uh, go through some of the games and memories of their time at the club. And tonight we've got Graham Butler. Graham's been one of our youth coaches for a number of years, a uh, player for nearly 25, 30 years now. Uh, so welcome, Graham. Hi, Scott. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Um, first of all, then, Graham, how did you get involved with the club? Well, really, it's one of the things. I'd, I'd never really played a lot, a lot of school. I always liked cricket. I always played my brother and my dad in the garden and down the park. Um, but when I was towards the end of my school year, my friend and I just really got into cricket. His dad built my net in the garden, so we were playing there. We'd go over shoot we field and play on the artificial there. And then I, I can't remember who, what, I think it was one of his neighbours knew. We, we, I think one of us said, let's start, let's, why don't we join a club or something? Um, and he said, oh, my, one of my neighbours plays for a club. And actually he knew Doc. So he literally got the phone number. I phoned Doc up and um, he said, oh, we could come down to his Thursday, to his usual Thursday practice he used to run. Um, and I was expecting to go down for a proper trial and everything. And so I went down, bowled a bit, batted a bit. Did okay, and then um, he said, "Oh, okay, fill out this form, and we'll give you a call." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, and to be honest, I think I think it was a week after. I think it was. He phoned me up on like a Friday or a Saturday night and said, "Oh, can you play tomorrow?" And this is, this is the Sunday twos game up at Basildon. I was like, "Okay, fine enough." I think it might be the Friday. Cause I didn't have to go and get some because I didn't have a kid. I had to go and get a bag and a set of pads because I didn't have them, you know. Um, so he still picked me up. So that was my first game, first memory really was we played a game at Mopsy's Park on a Sunday. Um, Mopsy's not at his best because it was wet, it was damp, it was fairly cold. I think it was fairly early in the season. Um, Doc was running it, but Craig Carter was captain and I think there was, Laff was playing, Dennis Compton was playing, Doc, Craig, his brother, Pete Wilkie, who some people might remember. Andre Smith, another blast from the past. Um, Nick Hill was keeping wicket. He was only probably about 14, 15 at the time. Um, and unfortunately, he actually got ball in the mouth during the game as well. So Pete Wilkie took over with the gloves. Um, so, yeah, the first of my memories of that, it really was back to Laffers and Tim, guy, Tim Knight bowled the whole game. And I was thinking, oh, is someone going to get a bowl at some point? Am I going to get a bowl? He didn't know what was going on. And they just kept bowling and bowling. And, um, yeah, and it's all, I can't remember. I can't remember the scores, but they, I, we, we didn't win. I think we we might have just hung, held on for a draw. But I mean, it wasn't a great from my perspective. It wasn't great, you know. I fielded. I think I had two catch chances, which I dropped. One was fairly hard, and one was fairly straightforward. I don't think I got got any runs. Maybe one, but loved it. I just loved being around the guys, and you know, and obviously met the, some of the people I knew who, who'd been down for Thursday, Andre Smith and Dennis. Um, yeah, and went from there really. So next game was week after. I, we played at we were having a home game for the fours, which was a friendly against Walthamstow. But Walthamstow didn't turn up, so but we ended up having an interclub. It's one of those things that someone said, um, "Oh, we've got nothing to keep wicket." I said, "Well, I'll have a go." I used to be, used to be a goalkeeper, so I'll get a go and did okay. And I and I kept wicket for the next four years. <laughs> to be honest, um, and yeah, I sort of came as a more of a bowler. To be honest. So what year was it you joined? I'm trying to remember. I think it was it was late eighties. It was either eighty seven right. or eighty eight. I think um, I can't remember exactly. Um, it was around that time. Um, you know, I'm trying to find an old fixture card. I've probably got it lost somewhere. But I think it was about eighty seven. 
Um, you say you're a wicket keeper to start with when you start playing. Um, so as a wicket keeper, um, when what team was it you first went into when you started playing regularly on Saturdays? Was that the fours? It was the fours, and that, that was the days we were playing friendlies. Um, so I think I probably played in the fours for probably on and off for two or three years. The odd game in the thirds. I remember the first game I played the thirds was up at um, Belfairs. It was, and that's where I first met like Pete Stanard and Liam Buckler and um, some of the other guys. And a guy called Simon Head was playing, who I'd met a few times, Martin Johnson, who again, some people remember. Um, and yeah, played a game up there. I remember to a catch off Liam. I always seem to take catch off Liam whenever he played. I think he got a little away swing was going. And again, can't remember too much about the game. But yeah, I enjoyed that. And just when I first met the guys, and they gradually sort of merged between fours to play more and more in the threes, I think. Um, again, as a, as a wick keeper, really. So what, what prompted the transition to bowling? I think what happened, it's always, I, will, I always kept the bowling up in practice. Um, it's just getting to change from a wicket to a bowler. I think what we, we, when I was playing on Sundays, I used to play for Buxton's on a Sunday, which was great fun, um, enjoyed that. And I think what really turned it was, we played, we played at home at Priory Park, then we'd gone back to Access, um, who I'd played a couple of games for years before and, you know, um, but I think because Buxton's were playing Access the week after, Buck, Roger had loads of players who wanted to play because everyone wanted to play at Access because then it was a really nice facility, changing yeah. bar, all that. So he's, I think he sort of was looking for, you know, people to drop. So but then I think he spoke, was speaking to the Access captain and said, oh, how are you doing for players? And he sort of said, oh, and it basically got me a game playing for them. And they had a guy keeping for them then. I think his name was Andy Smelly. I seem to remember he played for Trojans. Very good wickeeper. Um, he would stand up to pretty much everyone. I don't know if you remember Brian Perryman in his day. He was fairly, not really quick, but he was quite, you know, wasn't slow. Sweet and he would stand up to him and take stumpings. So he was keeping. So they said, oh, do you bowl? I said, yeah. So I bowl and I bowled. Okay, I don't know any wickets. So I was still bowling for there on a Sunday for Buck for access, playing, still playing on Saturday for South End. I think what changed it for actually playing, bowling for South End was actually on tour. We were on tour at Kilmington, and I think that year Craig Porter wanted to start keeping, so he got the gloves, the pads, and was doing a few games. So I was playing; I was in the side of Kilmington. So most of me, I've never never been a you know top half batsman. Uh, so John Beach was captain, so I was sort of persuaded him to let me have a bowl. And when I came on, Ken was umpiring, and Ken obviously saw something there. He thought actually it's something I can work with. Um, and then from there, I think Ken was skipping the twos for the rest of the season when we got back from tour. So he said, well, I'll, I'll give you a run in the twos at the end of the season. So there you do. So then I think I started the season after the twos, then came down to threes, which is probably more, you know, to come and go into the twos, you're playing better with his, his yeah. against better batsmen. It's, it's quite hard to start there. So, so I dropped back to the twos and to the threes, I should say. And just enjoyed it. And just obviously playing with all the people I'd known from when I used to keep with it as well. Um, it just went from there, really, into between the threes and the twos for most of the next few years. So when, when you were growing up, who were your sort of cricketing idols from the national game? Were they spinners, keepers? Um, I don't think, I've been old, I think I was, I probably didn't watch loads of cricket as a, as a, as a child, I don't think. So I got into more and really started going into, probably when I started going down to South, South Just Park, the festivals, um, when I was about, say, about 15. I remember the first game went down, and there was, um, Essie was playing Leicestershire, I think it was, I'm sure it was Leicestershire. 
And I think Essex had pretty much everyone on county, um, country duty. So Gooch wasn't playing, Pringle wasn't playing, Foster wasn't playing. So they had a pretty rubbish team, to be honest. And I think it was like the first when Phil DeFratis had just come onto the scene and he just basically ripped through it. So what was meant to be a three-day game was over in two. So fair dues to Leicestershire. They actually agreed to do a, a um, friendly on the Friday, right. I think it was. So as he's got a few other people in, I think Border was playing actually. So it's great. So there were loads of autographs. It was, it was brilliant. I don't miss, I always remember, you know, Border was obviously a wonderful player. Um, but yeah, Gooch, um, I always remember Foster and Pringle and, um, you know, spinners don't remember. I suppose the first off spin I sort of remember was sort of John Embry really. Um, was, you know, obviously working, worked really well with Phil Evans for the Middlesex and England. So. Yeah, no, good, good pair of spinners, as you say. So as a spin bowler, do you prefer bowling long spells, would you say? I do, yeah. I prefer to, um, I think once again, I don't like, I'm not, not a massive fan of coming off and coming back on. You know, yeah. when you're doing a rhythm, you, I want to keep going. Um, yeah, and I think that probably brings on to a game in, you know, we're playing for the threes. We, we were playing a bit weekly sports against uh, Buckhurst Hill. Peter Stanner was captain. We turned up and took a change, did a little modicum of warming up as we always did in the third eleven. You know, chucked the ball around for two minutes. Um, opened, we lost, you know, Humphrey won the toss and up. We were fielding first, so Brian took the first over from coming in from the, um, the garden, any small garden's end. And Pete goes, you're, you're opening the bowling? I was like, what? He said, no, you're opening the bowling. I was like, oh, okay, fine, okay. So, yeah, came on, and bowled and bowled and ended up. And this is the days in the 52 over innings, and I think I would have bowled 50 to 26 overs in one end if I hadn't got the last wicket in that last over. So I think I bowled by 26.3 overs, and, but and again, seven wickets, seven for 76 it was. So, um, which you know, I was very pleased about. You know, I think it was the second time I got seven, I think it was. Uh, previous one was again, we had a very one sided game against uh, Saden Boys. For some, which for some reason, we played in Brentwood and we bowled them out for about 100, um, you know, seven for 19 that day. So. But yeah, I do just want to get into, you get into a rhythm and you just want to keep going, especially when the ball's coming out well, you know, so. Do you look at, do you find you look at selection now and look at the bowlers and think, there's quite a few overs in it for me Saturday or? Um, not really, no, I just, no. you know, want to come along and bowl, but I'm, I'm sort of, well, now I'm, I'm more interested in the kids bowling. Yeah, I want to come yeah. along and bowl, but I don't understand it, come be number 11, don't bowl, don't bat. But there are some games where it's just like, it's easier, to, you know, I hope to step away, you know, to let the kids bowl. I think yeah, I know. last year at, um, we played Haunton. I think it was the first game we played after the lockdown. And we, I think, to be fair, the opening bat had got, had got in. He looked like he could hit the ball quite a long way. And he just hit Sky one, didn't he? And, That's right, um, yeah. And we bowled him out about 100. So it's like, well, what's the point of me? You know, I think I bowled me I said, I'll just bowl a couple just to sort of get my arm going for later on, really, so. But some days, I guess, as you look at the team sheet and think, there's not much bowling in this. So, yeah, indeed, indeed. I mean, I remember. I mean, digressing slightly, but I remember a game on tour. We were playing at Seaton, and it's one of the tours we had, probably early nineties, I'd say, maybe ninety four, ninety five, and we were bare bones. We were, I think, we were bowling a couple of players, and one of the games we borrowed um, an old player for club, John Johnson's son, Will, Will Johnson, some of the lads will remember. We were playing a seat and we were, I think Colourview weren't very well, I think Colourview were injured. So I think we looked at, we turned up a seat and we were like, okay, who's in the bowl today? You've got Will, Mike Law, who was skipper, 
Laugh, who was uh, was carrying injury, as you can probably yeah, <laughs> probably believe. You know. And me, and was like, I think Mike Mike's idea, which is a good idea on paper, was like, okay, let's we bowl like three or four spells just to sort of keep people and keep so there was no one gets knackered. But actually, I think Mike and Steve bowled a few about four or five overs each, and then Will and I just bowled the rest of the game because Seaton's always quite a good track for spinners. We were keeping it, you know, not massively tired, but we were one against. Um, whacked around the park and he just got a set of decent um they sort of gave a decent total yeah so yeah okay so we'll come on to a game now in 2015 where you got your best bowling figures yeah indeed it was a game for the i think it was the year i was sort of mixing around the side i just seemed to play a lot of games at home that year i can't remember why it's just one of those things i guess um but yeah he played for church um fifth or sixth i think it was it was dave end of his team um, at the garrison, which I always like bowling the garrison, like the atmosphere, just just one of the days. Some grounds you just feel like you bowl well at, other games you turn, I'm not going to bowl well today because you, you've got memories of that. And yeah, it was one of those days where the ball just came out nicely um, and everything pretty much stuck, you know, took, stuck, I should say. Um, I had Russ Ward in slips, who I think took two or three catches that day. Um, Dave might have taken one or two behind the stumps, and it just, ball was just. You just want to bowl all day because the ball was just coming out nicely. Some days you think it's not right, it's not right, but that day it was. And yeah, finished up at eight for thirty-two. Disappointing about the game was um, Jeff Wood was there and with his you know weather app on his phone, and he was a tea who was saying rain's coming in, rain's coming in. You know, not just because he was looking at that and he said we'll be here half past five. And I think he was spot on, and we were about twenty or thirty runs short, I think. And he was just came down too hard for us to carry on, so the game was abandoned. But yeah, but it was it was nice to sort of record those figures, and the fact they stood as well. Um, yeah, but it would have been being a competitive game with you know rather than an abandoned one. Yeah, as you say, close to winning it, but just didn't have didn't have the time to get the get the runs you needed. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. Yes. But, um, yeah, and I was thinking about thinking about another game, the, the game of, of that which was quite close. We played. Uh, I think it was, I think it was a, when Dino was captain of the fourth team. Um, or no, the third team, I should say, but we were in the fourth division premier and we were trying to get promotion. We were playing Haynor and Clayhall away at Clayhall Park. And um, very, very dry, very um, dusty wicket. And we um, we opened up with a scene. I think Eamon was playing and uh, Sahel was playing. Um, and Dino was playing. They, they've opened up. They've they got a pretty decent style. They've got 40 off the north. And we've been. I think Sahel and I came on and we just literally just tied him down and kept him to just over 100, which was just as well, to be honest, because we went out to bat. Martin Hill was open to bat in and Martin Hill would block, block, block and playing. And he, was, and he got to about 20 or 30, then he got out and he was distraught. Because I think he looked around the team and thought, that pitch is doing a bit, they had their spinners on and he, he, he could see us losing the game. And he just went off the other side of the pitch and just was heading hand almost. And it was close. We looked literally took it to the wire, but we had the youngsters. It was great to have a couple of youngsters going in some eight and nine, or I think it was. It was um, Hammond. What's his name? Connor Hammond oh. and um, Pat Kearney, who were probably both about 14 at the time. And they just went in and just played. They didn't think about the fact that, oh, blimey, if we lose this, we could lose a one wicket, we could lose the game. They just, oh, it's there. I'll have a swing and I'll run a quick single. You know, that's yes. what they did. And we won with you know, won the game and went with one promotion, you know, it's, which was, was great. It was really good. It was a cracking game of cricket and it played in a, in a really good spirit as well. I think those are the games you remember more 
the ones where if you do well, it means more if you win. If you get six six wickets for 40 or something, but you lose by 100, it takes the edge off it, doesn't it? It's not, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. No, it's nice. To, and it's nice to you always think, OK, that would be in the scorebook or that will be in the, on, maybe go on the ball. But in the day, I'd rather, I'd rather get a one for a two for a game because he goes to the wire and we, I did win by, you know, in the last over or something, you know. So that's, 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 say, that's the ones you remember. Definitely. So we'll come on to your batting now. I've had a look at your play cricket. Am I correct that you've not scored a, a 50 for the club? I did on Sunday. Um, Years ago, we played the. I think it was. I think it was a Nigel Reader game against Shrewsbury. Um, probably ninety two, ninety three. I think it was. I guess. Um, and yeah, I just. And I, on that day, I think. To be honest, I think they fed us some runs. I think I just to make a game of it. I think we'd lost yeah. a few early wickets. I went in. They just tossed a few up, and I was like, okay, fine. I whacked it around and got fifty four. Uh, I think it was a not out. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, that's the only time I've actually got over fifty for the for the. Um, for Southend. Got to the forties number of times. Probably the most recent was um, Hutton a couple of years ago, 2019. I think I just had a new bat, which I'd used once or twice. But with Hutton, they got the net there. And because Kieran was, you know, watching the game, he would he'd come along and so actually for once I had someone to actually bowl me through in the net. And I was there for a little while and just again just went out on the pitch and just everything was coming off the bat nicely. And you know, and it just and a bit annoying because we have two overs to go. We were nowhere near getting the score. But I looked at the scoreboard and I thought, let's try and get let's try and get another to one fifty, get to get a point. And ah. I came in, bowled one, and just went, just pushed it a bit, just got a bit high on the bat, and just looped up to cover rather than it was a you know a bit, a tiny bit low. Would I play the different shot if I wasn't on the scoreboard? Who knows? You never know, do you? No, that's um, right. I I was going to ask how comes how did you how did you get out on forty seven. But that was it, was it going for extra runs for an extra point? Yeah, yeah. But again, I, you know, I don't think it wasn't, a, I didn't go for a wild slog. It wasn't like, you yeah. know, last ball. It was, so would I play that shot? Because to me, it seemed fairly well pitched up. I think it was a probably slightly slower ball and I just a little bit early on it. Maybe thinking about the runs just made me a bit more, trying to force it a bit more, possibly. Who knows? It's, you know, it's a, so it's a sliding doors moment, isn't it? It is. And also, I guess, in a fourth-team game, you wouldn't have a scoreboard. Perhaps if it was on the first-team ground at South Church, you'd have the board saying yeah. on 47. And you yeah, know indeed. that's it. Yeah, I think Man, it was a third-team. I think it was a third-team game. I think Sweeney was, Mike Sweeney was skipper that day, I think. It was a third-team. But yeah, there was just like a little small board with just a score. And I, I think actually they hadn't actually updated the scoreboard anyway. So I think we were closer to that than we were when I actually came out. They were like, oh no, we're actually on 147 anyway. I was like, I that. Yeah, it's not, not the sort of thing you want to know when you when you <laughs> out. No, it's not ideal. So I think the usual conversation is like, oh, should we have told you? But well, I said, some people prefer to know, don't they? Some don't. It's, it's a sort of a batsman's each to their own, really. Yeah. So I'll come on to a bit, bit more recent times. Um, obviously, now Kieran's coming through playing cricket. You've coached him in the youth. How enjoyable is it to actually be able to play in the same side as Kieran? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's just it's what you dream of. I mean, I think it, it's one of the things that when he, when he, he showed an interest in cricket when he was, you know, when he was about six or seven, but I, I didn't want to sort of force him. And I think it was actually the missus said, well, do you want to go to training? I think I was better, you know, and he, she enjoyed it, and then Kev said, "Oh, as you're here for Kieran, would you like to sort of help out a bit?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to help out." 
next thing I know, I'm running the B team. <laughs> yeah. Andy Lemon B, you know. Um, which I thoroughly enjoyed, you know. Initially, it was like, oh, okay. But once you got into it, it was great. You know, obviously, we were over Echo at the time. So it was a great, safe environment for the kids, all enclosed. It was great. And that was the fact that Kieran was there, was, you know, was enjoying his cricket and wasn't there under duress. It was it was brilliant. Mm. So, you know, and, and it was... He sort of came, started coming along to more of the games on Saturday because he just wanted to watch. Cutting him a couple of games he subfielded when he was too young. Even though there was, what was funny was he was obviously, as you know, he's quite a tall lad, and there's actually youth team players who are older than him but smaller than him on the pitch. And I mean, Josh isn't thinking, what's going on here? You know, no. um, you know. But yeah, he sort of came along to there, and I, but obviously, but I did sort of say, um, twenty you know, nineteen that. You know, the first game, his first adult game, I'd like to be in the same side as him, you know. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I knew it wouldn't, how often that would actually happen and for lot, how long, who knows. But the first game, we, we'd like to have done that, but which is we did. And we played away at Hornchurch. But again, it's one of those things you wanted to be a great game where, you know, he scores 40, I, I take five for, we win the close game. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was, it was a nice game, but we didn't get enough runs, I think. You know, we got about 150 odd, I think it was, and they so knocked him off with about six, seven wickets down. You know, but I think I got two or three wickets. Kim nearly got a wicket, he came on a bowl at the end, bowled okay. But you know, it's all those games, think, oh, it could have been so good, but it was, you know, it's still that, great, it's still great. Experience. Was that a fourth team game? No, that was a third team game. Uh, Matt Ridgerell was skipping. Um, yeah, I was away. I, I remember yeah. that I was on holiday, and I remember yeah. looking at the team, and I did think, cool, that's a a start for Kieran, but yeah, is. but I guess <laughs> yeah. it's the one sport where you can realistically play in the same team. Yeah, indeed. indeed. In yeah. in football, maybe rugby, you might get a season where you're at the end of your career and he's really starting out, but at 15, 14 years of old age, that's not really going to happen, is it? So No, no. I mean, Kieran was playing yeah. rugby at Rochford and, and I remember talking to some of the dads there, so that must be so great to have you play in the same team, so well, absolutely is, you know. So, you know, and what was I think what was nice was we played the second game we played. I think we went, we didn't miss a couple of weeks. Next game we played, we played up at Benfleet um, for the for, for the fours. Yeah. And we turned. I think there was something going on in Leeds, so everyone turned up late. So we we were a bit late, and but we think we were the last ones. And there was the EJSs were still probably hadn't left the house yet. To be honest. Yeah. Um, and there was someone else hadn't turned up, and anyway, he turned up. So he turned up, got changed, walked over you know, the long walk down the hill to the bottom pitch of Benfield. Lovely day, beautiful day. Um, Dave won, lost the to- uh, won the toss and said we're batting. So looking around, I think he was looking around, thinking who's going to who's going to open the batting. He was planning to open with I can't think. Of the, I can't think of the name has forgotten me. The left left-handed guy, and I can't think of his name. Jamie, is it Jamie Eacott? Jamie, Jamie Eacott. That's it. Couldn't think of that the other day. Um, and he hadn't turned up. So I said to I said today, I said, well, look, if Kieran's here, Kieran normally opens the batting for me on a Sunday. It's where he normally bats. You know, he'll, I'm sure he'll open with it. So he did. Um, and yeah, he, he batted all the way through. All the way through. He, made, he survived his one game with Enderby without being run out. So that was good. As a start. Um, yeah, and he, and he um, got 43 not out and batting through the whole game and just was batting really well. Um, and I think... It was probably one that, I think it was the only game the fourth team won that year. And I think I think that was a big thing because he just gave the base because Sahel came in number four, I think it was, and Sahel, Sahel just play his game. Yeah. You know, you know we, there was a fair number, I think we were probably about 80 or 100 or 90 on the board when he came in, which is a great platform for Sahel to come in and just 
hit the ball around, you know, and Kieran just kept one end up. Um, so yeah, I think that was the first, that was the first, you know, obviously the first game. And I sort of think that would have been great if that had been the first game, but it wasn't. But, wasn't. you know, it's still a great experience. We really enjoyed it. And it, was, and it was a good game because we went, we, I think they were, we, we won the game, but they certainly ran us close. I think we got a few late wickets to, I think Shaleen came back at the end and got bowled a couple of guys out with a couple of really good balls. So it's it just a nice team performance because I think everyone contributed, you know, so that was really good. So when you're, when Kieran's batting, would you describe yourself as a nervous watcher or are you quite, are you, how's it work for you? Do you... Um, no, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I'm probably normally scoring anyway. So yeah. Although that guy, that game, I was actually umpiring, which just because Jeff, I think Jeff came on to watch. So there's no way I'm getting a full team scorebook off Jeff. So no. Uh, you know, and absolutely right as well. Um, but normally I'm scoring. I mean, I've you know watched him a few like in the district games, and when he got his um, 49 and he got um, given out for a bump ball, um, but I mean, it won't go any further on that one. Um, but no, I think it's just I just watch it and just. Let him do it. They're yeah. Trying to put a pressure on him. Um, you know, which I suppose, and it's almost surreal when I was watching the movie on the next game, was probably, you know, we'll come on to that in a minute. 14, yeah. um, over the garrison against Old South Indians. It was just nice to watch it. I was scoring and it was just quite surreal. He just, he just go and just batted and batted and just got his head down and just, you know, I think the, okay, I mean, the bowling, you know, it was. You know, he's probably faced stronger bowling in some games, but he's still got to score the run. So I said, just, before, just before we come on to that game, Kieran's, as we were talking about Kieran, he's quite a self-analytical cricketer, isn't he? He's quite keen to work on his game. He sort of says to me sometimes, yes. quite specific things for for someone of his sort of age, I want to work on this rather than just can I have a net. It's very good the way he works. He works out what his not weaknesses are, but what he can improve on. Mm. And a lot more structured than some people, sort of his age. And as you, I think you've said to me before, you forget just how young he is. He's what fifteen now. He's fifteen now, yeah. Yeah, because of yeah. his height, you forget how how young he, he is really. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You know. He, He's always he's always looked old at his age, and you know, and that's why it's, that's why it's, it's, it's got to be a rule about people playing too young, you know, grand old cricket. But this way, you just sometimes need some sanity to say, well, actually, these people, you know, you've got, you've got a fifteen-year-old who's sort of down by someone's ankles. Yes, it's, it's a risk. If you've got someone who's taller, then you know. that's it. Yeah, I think yeah. I suppose with thing with us, we've always sort of because I, you know, I when it went with the youth, he, he, I made him I made him captain because. You know, I just always probably the easiest person to be captain because we can sort of talk about things on the way to the game or we set up a game. And, you know, I think, and he enjoyed it, you know, will he be a captain long term? I don't know. But he was, so I think that's probably where it came from the fact that we would build sort of, not have, not have a total, you know, investigation, but just after the game, we think, oh, yeah, what could we have done better? Could we have done this? Or could we, should we have batted first? Should we have bowled first? Should we have fought? you know, Shalim on earlier, should be brought him back, you know. So I guess it comes from there just to get that mindset going. No, it's, it's certainly a good thing to do, I think. Um, but he's he was a, I always thought he was a bowler first. And it was the first couple of games I played him in the third team. I think one was up at Chingford last, I say last year, yeah. 2019. And he bowled 10 overs or something. And I don't know if he batted. I, I can't remember. I haven't got a scorecard handy. But... It was like, yeah, you can bowl. I think it's probably a 
case of you're an off spinner. It was just assumed that's what he did. Yeah. And it was only after someone's like, he's more of a batsman. I think it's, yeah, it's, I think it's sort of micro change really. I mean, he came along as everyone does when they first start playing, and he used to bowl some sort of medium pace. He used to come, chart, you know, come in and, um, you know, and he, and he, he bowled it, bowled, spoke away. Well, he had one good game against Bellis where he got like four wickets in an over, just one of those mad over that just, you know, which apparently I miscounted as well. He said he still has two hours ago at me sometimes because oh, he was that's five ball over, I've got four wickets. Yeah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it just gradually, just gradually worked on his batting. And then um, I can't remember when, because I, I used to, because he used to bowl fairly early on and start in the under 11s, he used to bat later down. So I used to think if someone's open to bowling, don't open to batting with them as well, just to try and give, make sure everyone gets an even sort of game. And I can't remember exactly, we decided to, I think he was probably moving in under 13s. I said, well, you know, just to open, because I'd seen him develop. I always remember Kev Grant saying, I remember hearing it next once, one of those sort of comments you hear when you're watching one there, you hear Kev somewhere there talking to someone else, and he said, oh, I think he was probably again about 11, so I think he'll be a long-term, be a better, be a better batsman than a bowler. And I said, okay. And obviously, Kevin obviously knows what he's talking about, absolutely, you know, so, and it's all things you think about, but yeah, it just, it just migrated, but I do remember that game with Chinkford because I think I had to play, I had to play home for some reason, I think, or I couldn't play, and anyway, I came down to pick him up from the clubhouse and um no i'm, I'm, I'm lying i'm lying i'm, I'm missing, mixing the story apologies what i meant what i remember was i think he played in that game with chingford and the week after was when we played at benfleet right so we came sense, the clubhouse yeah. and chris hunt was there and i think chris said to kieran do you any weakness today he said well no i didn't bowl and he was like what you didn't bowl because you know he said well, and i was like no no you opened the batting you got you got caught with it oh right okay and you know um, but yeah, I think he'd sort of seen as a bowler because he think, you know, bowled that sort of level. So that's fair. So we'll come on now to your your game last game last season of the old boys game. But actually, but just before we come on to that, Kieran's we're talking about the first game of the season last year, which was mid July, late because of circumstances, where Kieran got his first fifty for the club. Yeah. Up at uh, was it Hall? It was Hornden, wasn't it? Yes, he was. In a, yeah. in a game where, again, possibly not the strongest, but he batted well. Was that a little bit... Did you then think, yeah, he can do this? He can he can score good runs at this level? I think so. I think, yeah, I think I think that's when I first... You, always saw, you never know exactly until you actually see him at no. bat to that level and actually get some runs under your belt. But I always thought, well, you know... Um, because he played some of the district games against some good bowlers, but obviously a district you haven't got the, the bowlers haven't got, got the old wily old guys who know exactly where to put it. They they got good bowlers, but they best in the world they don't think they will just bowl well. So I always thought he could do it, but it's just nice to actually realise it, so to speak, and actually you know um, and actually put on a partnership as well. It's not just about you know, getting your runs yourself. It's actually good that he had a good partnership with Joe. I think they put on. Must have been a must have been a hundred, near enough hundred between them. Um, yeah, well, did, I think they both retired, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah. 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 It was quite. It was, as you say, it was, and it, it's just the manner of how he scored the runs. I think it's the difference because against a weaker attack, some people can mow a forty or something. It makes them look good, but to get fifty and retire, I think he might hit a straight six or very close to one. Yeah. And as you say, it looked a proper. A proper batsman's innings, rather than just oh, he got some, he hit some bad bowling, which yeah. is good. So now we'll come on to the game against the old boys. 
in the, just before you bring it up, I think in the week or two before, me and him had worked on some stuff. And as I said about him being self-analytical, he was, I don't want to get bogged down against slower bowling. So we did some, did quite a bit over the park. And they started with a very slow bowler, didn't they? Ricky Stevenson. Yeah. That would be something that he wouldn't have faced before because it was just so slow. Yeah. And yeah. No, he did. And I think, he, I think he'd be fair. He took a while to get going. He scored quite slowly at start. Did he open? He did. He was 13, he off, 13 off 29, he was at one point. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Um, but I think Joe was the other end and Joe went off and playing his shots. But I think then Joe spooned one around the corner. It was caught, if I remember rightly. Um, I can't remember who went in three. Glenn. Was it? Glenn. It was Glenn. Well, obviously, yeah. that again, having Glenn, Glenn playing, especially at that sort of level, at any level, Glenn's a, will just moves the scoreboard along. Yeah. And it's great to, it's great to have someone on the other end because you just, you just, you see the scoreboard moving. And you think, you know, whereas if you, you know, if both people are getting a bit bombed down, you know, scoreboard pressure builds, doesn't it? Um, That's right. So I think that just, then just going through, you know, just going through stride and just built it and just have it on. And I think, um, it's funny, I think Helen, Helen phoned my wife and said, you might want to get over it. I was, I was busy scoring. I was probably shit myself. She's like, phoned the missus and said, you want to get over it? Yeah. You know, because I think Kieran might score a big, yeah, big score. So. so, at what point in that, so you were talking about scoring, so you all obviously know what he's on all the time. At what point did you think a hundred's on here? Because I suppose before the game, if someone said to you, Kieran gets 60 today, you'd be over the moon with that. Yeah. I think it was. I mean, I, I mean, I don't must have done keep the score going all the time, but I'm no. looking when he goes fifty. Goes 50 and then he got to about sixty-five, and uh, I think that, uh, old, old South Indian boy, young lad on, who was a good, good bowler. He plays, he plays for district. I think he plays for Essex as well. Um, I can't remember his name, but I think he just came on. Callum, yeah, and he just so he struggled with his length that day. He just obviously used to bowling the full, bowling the full length compared to the youth length, you know. And I think he just came on, and I think just Kieran just. Was merciless to him, to be honest. Um, I think he hit about 15, 20 off and over, and it just and suddenly it just went from the 65 to 80 odd. And I think so. it didn't start to think, actually, you know, another, you know, it's on definitely. Um, and I think then I started thinking, right, though I'm not massively nervous, I was scoring, but I was still thinking, right, I'm not going to move, I'm going to stay exactly where I am, you know. And so a little oh, bit of superstition creeps in a time, definitely. So I was just going to ask at that point when he got to sort of the 80s. Was there part of you that fancied saying to someone else, can you score, I want to walk around the boundary, or are you just quite happy keeping an eye no, on I was, it? No, I was quite happy. So, you know, you're in a, you're in a good, good position with that scoring, you've got the book, you know, and, and you know, I get a bit, little bit of control for you to take over. I'm, I'm Joseph Book, trying to make sure I score it and lock every single run down, absolutely, which I also do anyway, but yeah. just a little bit more care, you know, and then, you know. So, yeah, no, there was, no, I was quite happy with that. I think from my memory of his 100, I think it got a little bit frantic on the sidelines before he got to about 85 because Liam went out to bat with him, didn't he? Because we, yeah. we were a bit worried that he'd get, if we were a young side and we had plenty of runs, we, we always really should have won that game, which we did. Yeah. But it got to a point where Liam was batting with him. I think when he got to sort of 85, I was right, I'll put some pads on. If Liam's out, I'll go and bat and help Kieran, try and help Kieran not get bogged yeah. down. 
And for about 10, 15 minutes, I think it got not fraught, but I was like, what's Kieran on now? And with it being a young side as well, other people, what's he on now? Is it 92, 93? <laughs> At that point, did you just think, shush, yeah. go away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I do, as I say, I remember it got very fraught for 10 minutes, not in a bad way, but I was like, right, if he's out now, we're sending Jat in. I think Louis was playing because Matt Ridgewell had to work. We had a real young side. Yeah. We sort of had no one else to umpire. You were scoring. And I was like, I'll get my pads on. And if he's out, you go in. This happens. And when he gets 100, though, you obviously over the moon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, I always thought we get. I just didn't ask him. I didn't expect him to get it in his first, in his sort of second full year, really. Um, um, I think certain circumstances. I think it's one of those things that we were talking about the other day. Kieran and I were saying. I think in some ways it'd be nice if your first season had been totally in the fours or yeah. majority in the fours, playing more games, just to sort of build into it. So I think he was a sort of tougher uh, introduction, playing mostly third, pretty much predominantly thirteen games in the last season. But I think then the following year, just that start was just that. Um, just even even up the um, you know the, the level a little bit you know yeah. so um, that's good. but obviously it didn't all go his own way I mean he obviously had the game you know he seemed to almost like get a good score then a, then a one then a good score then a one then something else and you know um, but yeah obviously went on from there and obviously finished the game finished the season in the the um, A side which was a great experience you know so so did you has he sort of progressed more than you thought at this stage. Um, hard to say. I don't. I don't think I ever, I ever sort of pitched, um, planned it out to say, "Oh, by, yeah. by fifteen, I want to do this." I think it's just been as, as it played by ear. You know, just going to you know, obviously keen to be been involved in this district for the last few years, and then you think, well, if he's playing that level and you know, it's holding his own, then you think, well, actually, it could be, you know, threes, fours. I, I thought maybe fifteen. I thought we probably would be playing threes. This year, yeah, or, you know, that sort of high le- high level. Then, what happens? What happens? Years to come, next couple of years, who knows? But obviously, as long as you just want to keep progressing the way it's going. And obviously, big thank you to you for all the coaching you did during the summer. Really, really appreciated. Um, would like to help out more, but that's fine. You know, right away, but yeah. is there any sort of part of you that's a little bit not re- uh, disappointed that perhaps the length of time that you might play together? Has been a bit shortened by his progress, if you know what I mean. Um, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it would. I thought. I thought maybe a couple of years we would be sort of playing the same team. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not going to sort of hold him back. So yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, just, I suppose you sort of look back at yourself. Think actually, wish we, you know, thinking to myself, think, wish I start, wish I started early, wish I played more youth team, wish I got involved before. Just one of those things. The time. Just, well, I probably had no awareness of people playing local cricket when I was similar sort of age, really, or younger. Um, to think, oh, actually, go and join a club. You know, I was aware for football teams, but you know, I guess if you don't play a lot for the school, you think, well, why would you think you're good enough to play for a club? I don't know. No, that's fair enough. So, what what are your plans for 2021? Just see what goes, I guess, at the moment. Just hopefully yeah, play I some think cricket. So. Yeah, I just want to just want to play cricket, really. Um, yeah, play the games I can. Um, Hopefully, well, hopefully we get some games in um, in whatever format and with, with a degree of competitive competition in, in it. We're not, you know, um, 
and just yeah, hopefully some decent weather and, and a good turnout from, from the club. And you know, it'd be nice to see some some old faces who perhaps didn't play this year for, for all the right reasons. You know, coming back into the fold. Um, I know Mr. Monty's talked in the past about trying to get like an ex South End team up on a Sunday, which I think we talked about for, before last year, but so when it's here, so when it went against them, maybe that's something we can try and do this year. Get some of the old faces out for a day, just have an old club, old club day, you know. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be sort of, you know, South End, South End members, you know, ex Trojan, ex absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Veterans team, ideal. I think it'd be, it'd be good. Yeah, just enjoying the cricket, you know, you sort of look at these things, the experiences that you've had, and think some good, some bad, you know. Um, one thing I would say, one thing we, you know, I said to Kieran the other day, I said, it would have been great, you'd have loved, was going and coming on Devon tour with us, you know. Um, great memories of that, um, you know, with different people, quite, you know, I think some of the be better ones were when we a smaller party, I think I mentioned earlier, which is just more of a tight knit because you would stay together, whereas the bigger parties would, would naturally gravitate, yeah. you know, by age groups, no, sure. young, young ones want to go back to go clubbing and things like that, as we go for a meal, but when it's a smaller group, you just, Stayed in it, and I really enjoyed those. The sort of mid early to mid nineties tours. Not that I didn't enjoy all of them. I, I did. It's just a great, you know, it's just a great place to play cricket. Great people from the out club and from the opposition, and just you know seeing the same people and just this beautiful part of the country. That's it. So from putting on your youth coaching hat, what how do you think with looking at the moment with youth coming through? We've got some good good cricketers coming through, Kieran and. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think good, I think we're in a good, good place. Um, I think it just, I think, it, I think the big thing is just trying to keep them in, keep them interested into adults. I think the, yeah. the, the ones you probably mentioned, I think you look at the Lukes, the Kieran's, the Benjis, the Rowans, you know, the, even uh, Matthew Guyler, people like that, Jacob. You sort of know that they're probably all going to go into adult cricket. Yeah. But what you want to try and do is keep the ones who've, you know, who are good players and just and, and to keep keep them interested in it. And if they go and if they need to play full team cricket, when so be it. But it's just be great to see them carry on playing. You know, um, you know, name your name, but it's just, just happy enjoy, people enjoying the game. That's a, that to me, that's the thing. You know, you you get people who naturally rise up and will play first team, and other people will go to twos, maybe to threes. You know, play the odd games in different teams, obviously. But you always want the people. You know. I think it's just the length of game that's the the thing that maybe puts some kids off, it goes from a 20 over game on a Sunday morning to a hundred over game yeah. at, at Hornchurch and they could be out first ball yeah. and that's it done. And I think yeah. that's the problem for youth cricket, not for us as a club, just in general, really. I think, I think, and I think part of that is, is a way, to, I mean, I understand why they go from, I mean, obviously under 11s, under 13s is Sunday mornings and they go from, 20 to 24, I think, in, in under 13s, yeah. remember rightly. I think, but then you go to under 15s, which is evenings. So, weather and conditions dictate you can't do more than 20 overs generally. You might be lucky and get 22 if it's, if it's a bright evening, you start on time, everything runs smoothly. But you're almost going back, you're going, you're going up a level to play people playing stronger with cricket, but you're making the game shorter. Yeah. And I know, I think, I think at one of the uh, Essex Commission or the District Commission a couple of years ago, Kevin and Danny suggested that. We should play under 15 games on a Sunday afternoon because Sunday Sunday cricket is not where it was when I started playing. No, you know, when I started playing, there was most weeks you had two teams out on Sunday, and you always it's funny, we always got the second Sunday twos out 
who sometimes the Sunday ones got cancelled because it was at that high level and there was a smaller um, catchment, I guess. Yeah. Whereas the Sunday twos would be like Saturday night going walking around the clubhouse saying, anyone can anyone, who wants to play a game tomorrow? You just drag anyone in, you know. Um, and I think so. I think the, the, the opportunity is there to play more games on Sunday afternoon, under 15, and then you could extend it to say a 30 over game. You know, 25, 30 over game, which then it just makes breaks it down. So you've got the, the stepping stone up to. So then they're going to the fours, they're playing a 40 over game. You know, then right. the threes, it's a 45 over game. It's like it's not that big jump, as you say. So plus um, for someone like Kieran as a batsman, come out playing under 14s, under 13s, when you have to retire at say 30 to play in a, a men's game where you don't retire, it's it's a totally different format, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a big, it's a big jump, you know, and I think not from not so much from Kieran, but I remember last year we played a game, um, actually my opinion year before, we were playing Ilford, I think, at home, you were skipper, um, and we turned and you were with 10 men. So I said, well, and yet there was no one to keep wickets. So I think I said, well, why do we see, because Luke was playing, I said, why do we get Jacob in? That's right, yeah. And we phoned him up at like 12 o'clock and said, where's the game? Yeah, okay. Where's the keep wicket? Yeah, okay. And he turned up, never played an adult game before. Playing and again used to playing the sort of twenty or twenty over youth games and and you know came in and did really well and kept his concentration all the way through and did really well and you know it was great to see you know Tony in the deep end it wasn't quite planned but great to see him come in um, and and enjoy it. No, see, so, so we're in a good place with kids to come through. Let's just hope there's their cricket for them this summer. Definitely, that's the key thing. It's just keeping them interested. That's the thing. When last year was, it just wasn't feasible. To, I think we'd like to, we'd like to have done more, but it was just difficult to sort of get the games arranged because of commitments and people's circumstances and the opposition as well. So that's it. But also, by the time we got through to games, it was it was late in the season, wasn't it? So the youth. Well, was you, you know, when you know it's like in youth team, you you need to get all your youth team games, league games. You need to get them done by. Early July. If you don't, then once you get this holiday season, you just—it's no point. You just won't get the won't get the teams out. No. You want to get, them. and that's why the league, league structure of their games, you know, from um, May to May, yeah, May to July. No, that's great. Right, Graham. Well, thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure no, talking you, to you over times. Thank you very much. Cheers, Graham. Okay. Cheers. Stay safe. <laughs>